We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's huge. I mean, you've been there the whole ride, Mike. It, it, it's, it's, it gets difficult and disappointing when you are in these type of games and you don't come out on the right side of it. Um, and we've been in a ton of them this year, uh, whether it's late game situations, overtime situations against the best of the best. And that's a hell of a team on the other side, the Knicks, and have a ton of respect for Coach, Coach Tibbs and, 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 and his staff. And we knew it was going to be a dogfight coming in here. They're a physical ball club. You know, they, they beat you up on the glass. Um, has a lot of skilled players, you know, starting with Jalen. Um, Julius, he never stops coming, uh, and a bunch of guys that just play hard. Um, so, yeah, it was great to come out on the right side of this one and, and to not just get to the overtime, but to get to the overtime and just take it up a notch, you know, make sure we finish the job. Dylan Chop Charles with another one. How you doing again, Dylan Chop Charles? Thank you for the very, very, very generous contribution. Appreciate it. Yo, J-Mac, tough loss, so let's switch gears and talk draft. Oh, my goodness gracious, I am not prepared mentally or emotionally to talk draft right now, but I'll try. Been thinking about this for a long while. I really want Scoot Henderson. Oh, me too. I'm willing to trade all four of our first round picks and RJ for the number two overall pick. Talk to me. Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming you mean all four of your protected picks and RJ. Um, I don't know who's going to end up with the second pick in the draft, but they would um, hang up the phone. <laughs> Andrew just texted me. <laughs> My lord. Uh yeah, whoever's whoever has the second pick is hanging up the phone on that one. Uh I think the I think it's a fun hypothetical if the Knicks offered um their own their own pick in this draft plus three future unprotected picks of their own and RJ Barrett for Scoot Anderson. That's a fun conversation. Not one I'm mental, mentally prepared to have right now. I just want to clarify I'm not that that my lord was more at how we do this every year with draft picks because like this is a lot. This is a godfather offer, Dylan. You're not wrong. This isn't football. Like the number two overall pick will be worth more than RJ and all of the picks that the Knicks might throw in because of how top heavy superstars are. Like if this is the NFL, yeah, trade the number two overall pick for three future first. Look at what Trey Lance and the Niner deal is is literally how that works. But I, I think whoever get wasn't it the the report when Cade Cunningham went and won that 
um, Presti Shea offered. And, Shea and seven or six. Or Shea, whatever. seven, and like Zach Lowe. Like he could have made it Shea, the seventh pick, and all 17 first round picks that OKC could offer. And, and I think Detroit still would have been like, no, we're good. And, and what's so funny about that right now, right now, I think the guy they picked, Josh Giddy, probably has more value than Kate Cunningham. Than Kate Cunningham. That <clears throat> still a lot of time to figure out how that yeah, well, plays, well, but. In the moment, the value was like, oh, we're getting the number one overall pick. That rarely ever gets traded, and it's usually not for... Or number two is not going to get traded for where the Knicks are going to fall in the standings. So, just some quick uh, clutch time stats. So, again, clutch last... This is, and this is not including tonight. I don't think it updated already. Uh, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson have played by far the most clutch minutes for the Knicks. 111 and 110, respectively. Um, Jalen Brunson has nearly twice as many points. He is shooting 49% Jalen Brunson in those situations, 45% from three, 83% from the line, has 11 assists and um, one, three turnovers, excuse me. Uh, Julius Randle in 111 minutes of clutch time, 12 of 42 from the field. That's a 28.6% field goal percentage. He's 25% from three, three of 12. Did hit a couple of those recently. Um, has gotten to the line 38 times, made 27 of those, 71%. Um, 13 assists, nine turnovers. Um, minus 27 in, in those minutes. Jalen Brunson, minus 15 in those minutes. And for those wondering, RJ Barrett, also minus 27 in far fewer minutes. Um, 85 minutes. RJ in clutch situations this year, 9 of 28 for 32%. 1 of 8 from 3. 3 assists, 6 turnovers for RJ in clutch situation. This team doesn't, doesn't have great clutch players right now, and I understand RJ was better clutch last year. But... <clears throat> Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? Hey, Mac, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. So Tibbs had all that time to draw up a play at the end of regulation, and ISO Randall was the play. Well, according to him, maybe it wasn't. I've seen enough fire Tibbs. The coach is archaic. Well, they're not going to fire Tibbs. But is he, um, is he the best in these situations? Probably not. Probably not. Sree, what's going on, Sree? Randall, 6-19. That's the game right there. Um... I would argue that the Knicks overall percentage from three is more of the game, seven to 34. And however many threes they took in the fourth quarter and overtime to not make a single one. I think that's, if you're going to give me one stat line and say, that's the game. I think that's the game. Um, like again, it's not like six for 19 is a little deceiving because he ended up with 21 points. He got to the line. Like that stuff matters too. Um, but no, six for nineteen is like it's amazing. I I could I'm that again. I say this once a week. There are times when I come on here and I'm just I wasn't I'm not prepared for either the the veracity of the energy towards one particular thing or just the vibe in general. I did not expect um, this much Julius Randall hatred tonight. But, Busy, what's going on, Busy? I would have loved to see some small ball with RJ at the four. I think four five pick and roll killed us. Um, not super mad at the loss, although it messed up my three and one week prediction. Yeah, I I took two and two against Jeremy this week. And I was counting on this. Not that I was counting on this win, but I was like, 
I thought they could get this win, and I felt like if they could get this one, that they could steal one of the other two games. Not feeling great about that now. Because now, sitting here, part of me is like, shit, just get one of these last two. In terms of going small with RJ at the four, I think it tells you a couple things that they didn't do that. For one, <clears throat> well, for one, I think he thinks Hardenstein's playing pretty well right now, and he is. Hardenstein played 40 minutes. A lot of those minutes were good minutes tonight. Um, I don't think he trusted anyone other than Randall on LeBron. Um, I don't know that he would have trusted them to get defensive rebounds. Um, For as much as we lament Isaiah Hardenstein's defensive rebounding, I do think Julius Randall and Isaiah Hardenstein gives you a better chance of grabbing defensive rebounds than RJ Barrett and Julius Randall does. Um, You know, but is it crazy? No, it's it's not crazy. I mean, the Lakers didn't miss a shot for almost seven minutes in the fourth quarter. So whatever you were doing wasn't working, you know? So that's why it's not crazy. Guy Huber then, what's going on, Guy Huber? Um, I strongly hate how this team and this godforsaken coach go about things. Decision-making, the offense, the lack of ball movement, the obsession with Julius, Brunson playing like a two-guard, RJ, OB. Um. Yeah, all that stuff is really annoying. Um, the again, the last play of regulation was a killer. You're also talking about a team that scored. What did they score? They scored 123 points tonight in an overtime game, and they're a top ten offense in the league. This is what they do. This is how they function. You want to put the blame on a lot of the missed threes on the fact that there's more guys aren't touching the ball and if they more guys were involved in the offense regularly and in a more meaningful way, they would hit more threes because you know, energy finds the ball or whatever that, that bit is. Like That's all fair. That's all fair. And again, I think people at this point, I think this is one of those games where you're going to really hear that, are just like I'm sick and tired of sitting here and doing the analysis that nobody else does. I shouldn't even say doing the analysis. I'm the only one that does it. But sitting here and doing the analysis of the pros and cons of tips. I don't care what the pros and cons of tips are. I'm sick of them. Get rid of them. The grass is going to be greener on the other side. I don't care if the grass is brown on the other side. It's going to be greener for me personally. I've seen enough. And there's a lot of people who have that opinion. And that's... I'm not going to talk anybody out of that. Learned my lesson last year. (laughs) Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Um... I'm feeling even better about my trade OG for RJ takes despite Robert <laughs> when your six, seven, $107 million man is unplayable in uh, crunch time. It may be time to move on. I need grime shots to start falling, but um, uh, GG, what does GG mean from him? Plus IQ plus Jalen Bronson. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't think they should trade. For OG and OB right now, I don't like the idea of giving up unprotected picks, and it would take unprotected picks, plural. Oh, good game. Good game. Yeah, good. Yeah, overall, good game. But at the same time, like, we can't pick and choose that much. Like, I, I, I can't sit here and say it was a good game from Quentin Grimes. You have to, like, in your ro- in that role, hitting open threes is so important in that particular role that he's in. Now, granted, you want to tell me point of attack defense, but like he wasn't really in the point of attack tonight. Like Julius was because LeBron was directing the offense. So 
Ju- Look, Grimes had a very nice game defensively. He did some really nice things offensively. I need him to hit one or two of those threes. I just need it. I just need it. And I love the kid. And he's going to be great. He's going to be great. I have no question he's going to be great in his role. Um, but needed one of those, at least one of those to go down tonight. As far as RJ for OG, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to they're gonna need to do something. There's this, I, I would just be shocked if they went into next season with both Julius Randle and RJ Barrett on the team. I'd be shocked. <clears throat> Frank Miranda with another one. Hey, Mac, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. Time to have a serious conversation about RJ coming off the bench and starting Emmanuel quickly or trade him for OG in the offseason. No team is going to want his contract. I don't I don't agree with that. I think his contract at this point is what is his contract? I think his contract's a neutral asset. I think teams will look at the contract and they're gonna be like, all right, that's fine. I think you're gonna if if you're gonna get a team that's gonna want to trade for RJ, it's because they believe in the player. They like the player. Maybe they still believe in the upside of the player. Maybe they believe, but, but the, but the tough part about the tough part about RJ, and we've had this conversation in different forms before is like, all right. So they believe in the upside of the player. So what does that mean? Right? Well, that means he could be more than like a high level role player. Okay, so that means I guess he's your number three, right? Number threes on great teams like typically mix. First of all, they're great defenders. Like it's it's nearly impossible to have a number three on a great team that is not a great defender. RJ's been a bad defender this year. So it's like, are you buying that his defense is going to get not just a little bit better, but a lot better? Okay, maybe he defended really well a couple years ago. And then you're buying that he could kind of toggle between being a really effective off-ball player, but also when you have him, um, you know, run second units or the ball ends up in his hands when you know one of your top two options like doesn't do whatever they're gonna like it it, it gets ends up in his hands on the play. I think that's a much easier sell for me. I I, I know he had a bad game tonight offensively. I, I'm st- I'm not. I'm really not nearly as worried about him offensively. The fact that like it's gotten to the point where he is the I don't even, I don't even know if it's close. He's the worst wing defender on this team. Quickly is a better wing defender than him. Grimes is a better wing defender than him. Um, Julius, when he locks in, is a better defender than him. He's not a wing. I understand that. Deuce is a better defender than him. He doesn't have the size, but he's a better defender. Trust him more. That's the worrisome. And yeah, the offense is, I shouldn't say it doesn't worry me. The offense does worry me. Um, But yeah, I I don't, I I still think a team would buy. I, I still think a team would buy on the contract. I do. And maybe the Knicks want to keep him. Who knows? Um, Stats update. 
Okay. Ninth in offense. This is the Knicks as of as of after this game. Ninth in offense, 17th in defense. So they didn't fall in defensive rating rankings, but they I'm sure, I'm sure they got worse. 11th in net rating. So they're they're dropping in net rating because they were ninth recently. Within the last week, I think they were ninth. And now they're down to eleventh. Trying my best. Last possession, bizarre. No, no Brunson option. We've talked about it. Seems like there was a Brunson option. Didn't take it. Thanks, trying my best. Danny Gardner with another one. Everyone calling to bench RJ does not realize the consequences that come with that decision. You'll have to trade him this summer and you could mess with the locker room. Yeah, I don't think there's an option to trade him. I don't, I think they're not, or sorry, bench him. They're not going to bench him. That's not going to happen. It's just, just like if you, if you bench this player <laughs> after the whole dog and pony show with the extension and it was, the dog and pony show was nonsense. In the moment, it was nonsense. It was ridiculous, and the it was. But but I I've, like I, I hate to go back to it because I said it early in the year, and then I kind of backed away from it because he did start to play better, and he's in like you know he had a bad game, but he hasn't been playing poorly either. Like he's been well. I should I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> he hasn't been. He's been shooting fairly efficiently, or for efficiently for him. <clears throat> And, you know, he's been scoring and he's had his moments and the whole thing. It's it's a bad game. But even so, <laughs> I, I just, I, I still wonder how you come back from the precipice. This player was traded. This player knew he was traded. Everybody in the league knew this player was traded. The guy he was traded for knew he was traded. The guy he was traded for, I believe during one of the half dozen interviews that Donovan Mitchell did over the course of this year about the Knicks, mentioned R.J. Barrett's name. He mentioned him by name. You know? Um, As the player involved in the trade. Like, it was done. And this player knows that. He knows that you tried to trade him and wanted to trade him and hoped to trade him and hoped that the Jazz would accept your offer. He knew that. He knows it. And I'm sure there's not a day goes by that doesn't think about it. And I'm not saying he can't overcome it, but like now you want to go from that, from coming back and like having a very bad start to the year, coming back, put it back together. Injury, some iffy moments since the injury. And now you want to put him on the bench. It's not happening. I don't even necessarily think it should happen. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 
866-610-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. <sighs> Bernard Richardson, why can't we have nice things? Getting too old, Jam. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted this one tonight. I wanted this one tonight. This this if they got, Honestly, if they got this game tonight, I almost... I mean, the next three games, uh, part of me would have been felt like they're playing with house money. Like not saying a three game losing streak at home would have been okay. But like if you win this game and then you win one more to the next three, you feel amazing about yourself. But they didn't. Of from O from Jersey. Trade Julius Randall. I don't care if he has 50 Thursday trash rotations. 50 Thursday trash rotations. I don't know what that refers to. So this is where punctuation, he just left that out. Trade trade Julius Randle. I don't care if he has 50 on Thursday. He has trash rotations. Oh, sorry, it's the English teacher in me. That's my You're bad. good? Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's not like you want to put as Benji always says, you want to put Julius Randall in defensive actions. And I have always thought, and I thought for a while now, well, no, there was always two reasons to trade Julius Randall, even when he was playing well, one, you didn't trust the shooting. And if you believe that Julius Randall is never going to be the best, or maybe even not the second best player on a title team, you can't have him not be a reliable shooter. And you could say there's still shooting question marks. I got to say a lot of those questions have been answered for me. My biggest concern has always been, more that is a player who cannot protect the rim. You cannot play him at the five. And you want to tell me switching defense. I, I don't even know how much I trust him there in big moments of big games against good teams. 
but I definitely don't trust him to make the right rotation in the biggest moments of the biggest games. Um, and if you put him in actions, you are probably, you're going to have a good chance of scoring. If you make him make decisions on a defensive possessions. So is that a reason to ultimately look on, look to move on from this player? For sure. What's the deal? So I'm always going to come back to what's the deal. And you can't sit here and be like, it doesn't matter what the deal is. Just get him off the team. That's not, that's not responsible team building for where they're at right now. It's not responsible. Jay, I can't wait for you to make excuses for this coach. Does Tibbs needs more players to the trash? Did Tibbs need more players versus the trash Lakers to win? This coach will get exposed in the playoffs. Well, he has to get there first, first of all. Um, yeah, I mean, the trash Lakers made some threes tonight and did have a couple of guys who have um, decent basketball resume. I thought the Knicks were the better team and that they lost to a worse team. Um, not Tibbs' best game, but do I think Tom Thibodeau is the biggest problem here? No, I don't. But I know everybody else does. Sheldon Gomes, it quite literally could have been anything other than a Randall ISO on an off shooting night against Anthony Davis, and I would have been jumping for joy. Yeah. Rough possession. Thanks, Sheldon. Frank Miranda with another one. Hey, Mac, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. Tibbs and Randall continue to be a toxic relationship for this team. One has to go. Uh, yeah, just again, it's a loss like this. A lot of the old bad shit comes up, comes burbling up. It's like, it's like it is. I'll you you guys know me by now. I always go back to my relationship analogies. If if there's an issue in a relationship, like a a deep seated issue, and like you could talk about it, you could make up, like whatever, it could go, you could go weeks, months without the issue coming up in a big way. But when it comes up, oh my God, all the old bad shit just comes up. And thankfully, I don't have that with my wife, but I've had that in every other relationship that I've been in where you have that thing or those couple of things where it just comes up and it's like, oh man, it's a, it's going to be a knockdown, not literally, but you know, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big one tonight. And that's on a night like tonight where you have that last play um, all the old bad stuff is going to come up about how this coach, this player, toxic relationship. And I get it. I get it. Dominic Manzi, what's going on, Dominic? Grimes needs to hit those threes, but wow, the playmaking flashes we saw from him tonight made me seriously reevaluate his ceiling on this spot. I, I love where this is headed. And again, you're, we're talking about a player. I still, I, has he... I know he's appeared in, I think, more than 82 games at this point, but like a lot of those were garbage time. Jeremy went through it the other day. It was 27 games as a member of the real rotation last year, and this year it's been uh, about 40 as a member of the real regular rotation, maybe less than that. So we're talking about a guy who has not even had a real full season under his belt as a member of an NBA rotation. And it's growth is not linear. You're going to see good stuff one night. You're going to see bad stuff the next night. You're going to see shooting slumps, which we're in right now. It's fine. Completely agree with you. I love his ceiling. I love his future. I love where this is headed. All for that. Um, the rest of Dominic's comment. RJ is likely gone this offseason. Also, we need some more size immediately. Yeah, well, they're going <clears> to <throat> they're going to get Mitch back. And hopefully 
That helps. I don't think they're trading for size. Ellie, L-E-U-C. Thank you for the contribution. The game on the line. Tibbs goes to Randall over Brunson, but hey, we are top 10 in net rating. He has to be a great coach. Again, no one's saying he's a great coach. I don't even say he's a great coach. Um, he will destroy the encore. I don't know how y'all don't see this. Wake up, please. Yeah, agree to disagree. Um, you could... That rating may not matter to you. To me, it is still the best evidence of what a team is, especially when you compare it to its talent. And I think when you look at this team's talent, and I think it look you look at where they have achieved, again, I'll go back to the same thing I said a little while ago. Are there things about this coach that for some people, most people probably at this point, none of the positives matter? Because the negatives are A, so glaring, B, so annoying, and C, and perhaps this is the most important thing, you're so convinced that they are never going to change that none of the positives matter. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That is where we are. That is where we got to last season. And for some people, that is where they were the before the day he was hired. And they've never backed off of that. And there's lots of different ways you could go with that conversation. That is not how I view this coach. That is not how I view this sport or how I view coaching in this sport. That's a me thing. You know, we we go through the same thing over and over again. I'm not, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a great coach. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that if you have a frustration level that has risen to the point of like just get rid of the guy. It's you know, it's your prerogative. Uh, ML Nair, what's going on, ML? Why call Randall's number again? I, I, it's funny. My, I was talking to my mom earlier today, and she's like, we were talking about post games because she she watches these things. Shout out to my mom if she's watching. Um, she's like, you always find a way to put a different spin on like when the same when like the 18th comment says the same thing in a different way. Um, and I'm running out of ways to put a different spin on the last play was bad. <laughs> Other than to tell a story about my mom. Uh, Brunson and Quickly need to close that game. Tibbs will start running some plays for Quickly and Quentin Grimes. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you, the, the I think the best evidence for Tibbs needs to start running some more plays for Quentin Grimes is the pass he made to Hardenstein, which was certainly the most fun play of the game. At the same time, you do have possessions, and I can think of one. I can't tell you, was it in the fourth quarter? Was it in overtime where quickly, or not quickly, Grimes, yes, Grimes, was, I think Julius might have set a screen, and Anthony Davis was in the area, and maybe Grimes was like matched up on Davis and was like trying to put some dribble moves on him, and it just, you know, it wasn't going anywhere. Like, that's the next step for. Grimes, right? Is you're putting him in pick and rolls and you're seeing what he could do in pick and rolls. Right now, he's just an attacking closeouts guy. That's fine for me this year. He's a second year player. He's got a long career ahead. I hope all of those years are with the Knicks. There's time for the, you to institute more offense for Quentin Grimes moving forward. I think they've done a pretty nice job of in, incorporating quickly more in the offense. Could be better for sure. Um, but yeah. Busy with another one. Thank you, Busy. Shout out to you guys for your great content, including the playback. It's our pleasure. Although tonight wasn't much of a pleasure. 
<clears throat> I can't get this type of thoughtful detail Knicks coverage uh, anywhere else. I really do appreciate y'all, though. I may not always agree. Well, we appreciate that. I know there's a lot of people on here tonight, especially who who probably don't agree with um, my takes, but at least I'm honest. I'll, here's what <laughs> busy PS fire tips. I love it. Um, <clears throat> no, that's, that's fine. Um, I hope if nothing else over the last year of change, I've proven that I will never, I will never say anything because I think it is what people want to hear. <laughs> I know fire tips was a joke. Thank you. He's <laughs> uh, Kyle Crawford. Yes, Brunson should pass more, but look at our three point percentage. Yeah, and I and this is definitely one of those games where you almost want to go back and because again, Brunson had I think five assists and he played however many minutes and he took however many shots. This is one of those games where I think you want to go back and you want to watch and see um, six assists, excuse me, to two turnovers, and you want to see how many, like all of the passes that came off of Brunson's hands that led directly to shot attempts, and how many of those were good shot attempts. Uh, that just should have gone down. Now, obviously, there are those there are those moments in every game, but Knicks couldn't buy one tonight, <laughs> you know. So it stands out more. I, do I think this could have easily been a tennis assist game for Jalen Brunson? Probably, probably. So good, good call by you, Kyle. Haitian Ferg with another one. Do we want John? Oh, there I am. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're on here. I need you to. I'm going to ask you to filibuster for 30 seconds while I refill my water. Okay. Uh, if not there, do we send RJ RJ for OG and swap Grimes for IQ in the starting five? So, just to be clear, and I wrote about this today, for but for anybody who doesn't receive the Knicks Film School newsletter, one subscribe to the Knicks Film School newsletter. It's five dollars a month. We just activated a chat feature. We've had some robust discussions in the chat over the last two days, specifically about OG Ananobi. And whether people want them, whether people would want to go for the specific pick package that I uh, pitched today or yesterday, today. Um, it's a tough trade to do in season. It would be more of an off-season thing because of the poison pill thing with RJ's contract. If if they sent RJ to Toronto for Grimes again, like or, or for uh, OG, likely this summer, um, do I think quickly makes more sense in the starting five? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Um, not necessarily, but it might. He might because he, he, but then again, what quickly provides is obviously quickly and Grimes are different players, but they both provide some verve. They both provide some movement. They both provide some quickness. They both obviously provide defense. Now, yeah, I think I think the dream scenario, if we're really going to be honest, why not both? Huh. Have OG at the four and have I uh, yeah. see see if you could swap out Julius Randle for uh, uh, a, a small forward that might uh, suit your needs. I I want to lead this with. I'm not f- trying to fire him. I don't hate him. I'm, I'm not trying to go against him. I don't think Tibbs would ever play OG at the four in that kind of lineup. At oh, least not, not consistently. Well, he's he's a natural three, though, right? Well, I'm saying if they trade a Randall. So, Randall then... OG's 6'8", 230. OG's a four in the NBA today. I think any... I don't think I, you... I don't know if... 
Tibbs would see him as a four. Doesn't Tibbs right. see him more as a wing? I think Tibbs would see him as whatever whatever Tibbs would see him as. And but but again, I've said this before. It should go without saying. If you want to remake your team in a way that makes sense for you, and you don't think Tom is the coach to make the mo- get the that fucking fire him goes without saying. Right. I'm not. There. I'm not saying but, that. I'm yeah. literally just thinking of in the short term plan of they're not firing Tibbs and they trade for OG. Would he and get, they get rid of Randall and they and they get rid of RJ? It would depend on who else is on the roster. Whether yeah. Would start OG. Well, Joel and beat in this dream scenario where. They're trading both Randall and so RJ. How are we getting? Who are we getting there? We're getting Embiid, OG. Yeah, you trade Mitch. Yeah. You trade Randall. You trade everybody wants Cam, right? So Cam. Um, no, I think I think Fred said it really well on the pod today. I think Benji's talked about this. I think you know the best the best quality about OG Ananobi is his defensive versatility. So in a perfect world. You have him in a defense, much like Toronto plays, where you're switching and you're you're aggressive at times, and and you're trying to force turnovers and the whole thing. Um, yes, in a perfect world. Now, in a perfect world, you get a five that's a little bit bigger and provides you some room protection because Toronto is clearly missing that. I think OG and Mitch would be just fine together on defense for what I it's worth. Too. But I do think you would want to get a defense that has a little bit more versatility, and that's why it's like. For as much as the idea of OG Ananobi is intriguing, I think there are a lot of reasons to legitimately push back on whether he makes the most sense or whether you're getting the most value for him based on what you would have to give up on this team with this roster absent some other significant changes. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 